0: As cities around the world adapt to rapid urbanization, attention to the health of urban populations is critical. ISUH Conversations is the only podcast focusing exclusively on the broad factors of urban health. We understand that the health challenges and opportunities in urban environments are complex. Our guests are urban health influencers who come from many sectors. If you are a researcher, educator, policymaker, practitioner, community leader, or urban health advocate, these conversations will resonate with you. In this podcast, Dr. Yannette Thomas, the Executive Director of ISUH, and I talk to these urban health influencers to capture their ideas and continue to advance the knowledge of urban health. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host. Let's meet our guest. Welcome to the show, Yannette. I want you to meet our guest today, Dr. David Vlahoff, who is the Associate Dean for Research and Professor of Nursing at the Yale School of Nursing.
1: Yes, David, welcome. We're quite excited to have you on this inaugural conversation.
0: I'm very excited to be here and look
2: forward to the conversation.
0: David, you were the founding president of ISUH back in 2002. Why don't you tell our listener what it was that caused you and a group of colleagues to start the organization?
2: Well, I have to give credit to the University of Toronto uh, St. Michael's uh, Hospital. They had a uh, center for inner city health, and they put together a conference which had, I think, about 125 people. And a number of us came together who had been working uh, on urban health. I came from the Center for Urban Epidemiologic Studies at the New York Academy of Medicine. And as we were going through the conference, we said, you know, this is uh, a group of very interested people doing research and scholarship on urban issues. And we really don't know uh, any other organization that addresses this. And so there was a, a conversation among people that were at the meeting that we should think about having a society and to be able to continue the dialogues uh, and conversations and to uh, network with each other and other people and uh, really see if we
0: could define and advance the field of urban health. And now all these years later... Uh, look at the organization, and under Yannette's leadership, now we're we're doing a podcast, and we're having these conversations with folks like yourself around the world, and have launched uh, something called ISUH Connect, which is a way to keep everybody connected in between uh, all of the conferences, so that early vision is uh, holding true. Very good. Yes. Yeah, when we when we started, it was really. Uh,
2: we're going to continue to have annual conferences, and uh, uh, over time, bit by bit, there's been an extension of ways to communicate with each other. And I think when Yonette uh, became executive director, we're really opening this up. I'm really uh, uh, so proud to see this. take well, it has well,
1: David, I'm quite excited because I remember I came. I think I came to the actual first meeting after that toronto conference so i remember pato campo and colleagues um, and we were collaborating together i was at the nih at the time and remember it coming together i think i was one of the founding um, board members where we we had an election and all of that so it's really come full cycle Um, and you know we'll we'll eventually talk more about the conferences and it would be nice to hear you talk about some of the early conferences Mm -hmm. I remember Mm -hmm. there was one in Baltimore at Johns Hopkins that was very, very engaged, very instrumental. It was was like the core. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe you can tell a little bit about that for a moment, yes.
2: Well, I can talk about the um, sort of succession of conferences that happened Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the first one was inner-city health, Mm -hmm. and it was really looking at um, uh, sort of high-income countries primarily. Uh looking at uh, uh, areas of concentrated disadvantage, the homeless, and so forth. And the second meeting we held at the New York Academy of Medicine in uh, New York City, and that's the meeting where we developed a conceptual framework. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that has really guided us, Mm -hmm. really looking at what are the uh, neighborhood-level factors and social determinants of health that affect individual behavior. Uh, The third uh, conference uh, and subsequent ones, we had them in uh, Toronto, in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. in Amsterdam, uh, in uh, Nairobi, uh, and... um, Boston. uh, Boston and Vancouver, uh, Dhaka and and Bangladesh. And so we made our way around the world, and I think uh, we became very global in perspective. So after developing the um, uh, social determinants of health perspective, a subsequent conference talked about the fact that as a primarily academic organization bringing together interdisciplinary perspectives on research, how important it was to have a community perspective and bring in community partners. And so that expanded us as well. And then after that, we had a meeting that said uh, we really need to be uh, more cognizant of having a global perspective. And uh, so we moved forward in that direction. A subsequent meeting after that was looking at information information. And that's the one you mentioned in Baltimore. Yes. What is the information technology? How do we get the evidence? Yes. And that became uh, really, a, I think, an important turning point of uh, getting beyond individual studies and how do yes. we work together on data. Uh, the meeting in Nairobi, I think, was uh, particularly important because we had a section on community voices that was reaching out into the slums. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was the science meeting. Mm-hmm. But then we also said, let's bring in mayors. Uh-huh. Right? And so we had 50 mayors, predominantly in Africa, but from around the world, mm-hmm. and to be able to uh, uh, have conversations about uh, what we need to do at a local government level mm-hmm. and working together the value of scientists and community voices. So that was all baked in yes. uh, uh, to that meeting. And from that meeting came the Nairobi statement, which was really talking about the importance of urban overall. Now, it was around that time also that the World Health Organization was making the decision each year they have a theme. And so it may be the year of you know chronic disease, Well, for the upcoming year, uh, it was going to be the year of urban health. And WHO and UN Habitat came together, and uh, International Society for Urban Health was seen as a non-governmental organization and the only one that brought together uh, interdisciplinary uh, researchers to be able to bring evidence to the table. Mm-hmm. So we were engaged with the meetings uh, that were being held at that time. And we were also um, uh, uh, providing data. This led to the meeting that was in New York City where we had a reception at the United Nations. Yes. And Simpson Rice was uh, one of the speakers there. Yes. And the whole point of that meeting was saying, You know, as the WHO year of urban health, uh, this is a very important meeting. We had over a 1,000 people from uh, 55 different countries. Uh, We had a community voices section. Um, We had uh, an incredible uh, science uh, set of sessions that were there. But also PAHO, right, Pan American Health Health Organization, organization. uh, had a meeting – in the same location where we overlap together. That's so the fantastic. idea was to talk about the whole Western Hemisphere. So I thought, you know, the International Society wasn't just a sort of a loose confederation of individual scientists that might be, uh, you know, having some periodic conversations with each other. But the idea was for ISUH to become a mobilizing force. Yes. Uh, to bring evidence Uh to improving urban health.
1: I think that is, uh, thank you for that, because that is so important for our membership to hear the rich texture from which this organization came out of and is continuing, is building upon. Um, You talked about the WHO report, the the urban health report is a significant report. Um, And so that has led to what we consider today ISUH's value proposition. It's the only global organization focused on urban health. And if I may, Mark, I want to uh, continue on this vein with David to ask him, what else should ISUH be doing to maintain its global role, given its path?
2: Yeah. Uh, One of the things that we've talked about, and I think we've really got to... um, Uh, uh, move more in this direction is uh, bringing all the expertise together of uh, developing educational materials that provide perspective, uh, techniques, uh, skills to a wide range of, uh, of, of people. So for example, can we provide a orientation to people that are going to be the community health workers, right? The people that are on the ground, Uh, some for the practitioners, um, nurses, uh, physicians, that, again, need to be thinking beyond the patient that is in front of them and to think about the environment and the challenges. I think the third is providing interdisciplinary education actually transdisciplinary, can we develop a uh, shared vocabulary uh, and socialization that we should be working together in teams? Everybody talks about that. We certainly have that for real during the conferences and some of the spin-off uh, kinds of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And so how is it that we can leverage uh, this expertise And I think uh, take this to the next level.
1: I like that because one of the visions that I have for ISUH moving forward is that we create this arc of activity where we have this engagement through ISUH Connect and other means um, where we engage groups of people in a virtual collaboratorium style and get them ready in conversation in dialogue and in interaction that will, that will lead into panels and workshops and, mm-hmm. and activities forums at the conference. And then post-conference those become actual um, engagement pieces, whether they're papers or, or projects that are developed, et cetera. And so adding this educational component, you, you know we have an educational work group, um, mm-hmm. would be another piece that um, we can add where it could be webin- in the form of webinars or, or other activities to reach out to the broader community of implementers. Um, whether they're um, you know uh, community health workers um, in a village out in um, you know Zanzibar or or Timbuktu Mali or somewhere like that um, or in 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 the Bronx mm-hmm. or in Newark New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so, I think you we we will this is very potent and and happy to hear that um, you 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 see that as a value added.
2: I think another um, uh, part of uh, our future is to say that we have taken research and we're turning it into education. but taking the research into the policy arena, and being advocates uh, uh, for populations that live in urban settings, and particularly for those that are more disadvantaged, uh, the you know the role of the society is not just to collect the information and impress each other with new knowledge, but to be able to bring it into mm-hmm. a global fora, also at local levels as well. I think. Mm-hmm. We- you know that's where we can have the biggest difference initially mm-hmm. but to really say look here's the information and you know here here are the d- directions uh, mm-hmm. that that they're pointing to mm-hmm. and you know urban becomes very complex very quickly right yes. there are many exactly. many different components and so the idea of bringing together the disciplines and making coherent recommendations mm-hmm. i think uh is a very valuable part of our values and our future.
1: Absolutely. I like that very much. Um, so I, that leads me into asking the question about engaging membership. One of my big um, areas of focus is membership engagement, greater involvement and collaboration. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on how going forward we, we should do that?
2: Well, there are a number of ideas that have been uh, floated over time, and I think they merit uh, serious discussion and certainly uh, among the board some deliberation on on how to carry that forward. Some of it is, uh, you know, one of the ideas has been to talk about regional fora. In other words, there's an annual conference, you know, that's global, Uh, but uh, also look at at regional areas and bringing together uh, the scientists that could be in between uh, the meetings that are happening. I think the second is the work that um, has been initiated and can be expanded is really looking at what ISUH uh, can do on the website in terms of making information not only available, but also having uh, the ability to bring people together to network online, uh, mm-hmm. ad hoc uh, when needed, you know the uh, ability to have a call that goes out and then uh, people contribute to that.
1: Yes. So yes. I, th- that- I think. I think some of that will occur through the virtual collaboratorium that's ISUH Connect.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. So I think that that's very important.
0: One of the things uh, that our listener uh, should know right now they can't see because they can hear this, but uh, we're using technology so that the three of us in disparate cities can see one another and talk. And there's Actually, no limit to the number of people that we could have on such a call and you what we might think to start doing maybe even as early as next month is to host a, a zoom conversation with the stakeholders to have these kind of like, I love in-person meetings, but I love the immediacy of this as well. And we could have eight to 10 people talking about a specific topic. We could use ISUH connect to find who are the people, or you, you both probably know who the experts are, but get the people virtually in the room together. And what we might do, not what we might do, what we will do is we'll record those and we'll put, them, those conversations would probably be fascinating if they were 45 minutes to an hour long. Think of it as a virtual panel, but part of the collaboratorium approach is to mm-hmm. have that they can watch, they see the people, they see their excitement, they um, they see um, the, the interest uh, that they have, and, and that might spur even more collaboration.
1: Absolutely, and I yeah. think we're, ju- we're just starting something. I, I think we will rope David in, and maybe the three of us can... <laughs> can, can, can co-anchor something like this and and see how it goes. I I love it. I love it. In addition to conversations, we can have these virtual part of the ISUH Connect, these virtual panels.
2: You know, also what would be exciting for me is that, you know, on a a Zoom right now, we would be, uh, you know, three of us, right? But if each of us thinks of, you know, one to two more people on a particular topic that comes together, and then they do you know, so we network out from core to adjacent to yes. ring Absolutely. And if this screen can become to look like a stamp collection <laughs> where you have a number of yes. people, it, yeah. it really
1: does look that. Yeah. Yes,
2: wow. when you're
1: when you have multiple folks on. In fact, um we um This is how the board meets. We meet via Zoom, the ISUH Uh executive board. So, you know, I brought the Zoom technology via Mark Sylvester and my other colleagues to the ISUH, and we actually use it actively. So it fits perfectly.
0: David, I have a question about um, when you said education, it got me thinking about the young people who are studying right now, maybe listening to this show, and are looking at careers, and spending the rest of their life, you know, working in urban health, what message would you have for them? I think you've made a good decision.
2: (laughs) There are a number of roles, uh, you know, that are in cities, right? So there's community outreach worker, there's the health department, there are people that are in city planning, uh, you know, there are people that are on economic development and, urban settings, and what we're trying to do here is to say, you're going to learn a lot about your area, uh, but what we really need is to have people to cross over and to work on uh, uh, issues that bring in that expertise. I think one of the examples uh, that I always uh, come back to is the age-friendly city. And the idea of the age-friendly city, you know, is uh, not going to the office of aging in the local health depart- uh, local mayor's office, but to say to each of the commissioners, to say to community, uh, constituents, civil society, uh, to talk with business, and to be able to say, how do each of us work to bring our expertise to contribute to this overall goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think with that perspective, um, you know, we can we can really make some advances.
1: I love it. And that's what we'll do. And David, I cannot thank you enough for this inaugural conversation. Uh, We've already charted a course to move forward and do virtual panels as part of ISUH Connect. So this has been so fruitful. Mark, your thoughts on this?
0: David, thank you very much. Uh, I, I appreciate listening to the founder of an organization uh, explain the original guiding mission, what you wanted to do. And then I loved that progression through the events because you could really see the the various issues that you handled and, and where the organization is now. Thank you so much. Yannette, I'm really looking forward to our next conversation. You've got someone really amazing lined up, I bet. We do, yes. Okay, thanks everybody. Till our next show, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. You can find more ISUH Conversations on our website at isuh.org, or subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Our website also features upcoming events and a members area where you can meet and collaborate with your peers.